Thank you for listening to this message from The Resting Place Tampa. We exist for the lost to be found, the found to be free, and peace to reign in our city. For more great resources like this, check out TheRestingPlaceTampa.com. So, welcome, welcome, welcome all our panel members. I'm, I'm just going to introduce them one by one for you uh, as we get started here. And we're going to talk about uh, contending for rest in an unrestful time, you know. And so before I do that, I just want to share one scripture. Uh, if you're taking notes or you'd like to uh, dig into this more, you can go to Ephesians 4, verse 1 through 3. We've been sharing this scripture a lot. It talks about the unity of the Spirit. But there's one place in here that I think is very important for today. It says, I therefore a prisoner for the Lord. That's Paul speaking, and he was isolated. He was socially distant. He was in a prison cell, right? And we said in our huddle before we started today, while we were praying for all of you uh, and for this gathering, we uh, just talked about how Paul sent out letters, and that was his technology of the day, right? And now we're sending this out through our technology of the day, and it's just this is how we, we adjust. This is how we adjust the circumstance, right? That the Lord would be praised and that he would get the glory. He says, I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience. And here's the point for today. Bearing with one another in love. Bearing with one another in love. Eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Bearing with one another in love means we need to contend for rest. We need to be those people who say, I'm going to rest first. I'm going to start from rest so that I, you need energy to love people. I don't know about anybody up here, but for me, I, I need to be rested to love well. That's just, I see the connection there. So uh, on my left, we're just going to introduce everybody real quick. We have, we'll just pass the mic all the way down this way. We have Miss Tracy Irwin. She's the prophetic company leader at the rest of the place. Just go ahead and say hi to the people, Tracy. We've got to make sure this is why we're doing it right here. Yeah. Let's make sure that's on. Hold on. It's not on. We'll get it on in just a second. Tracy leads our last Wednesday prophetic. You've probably seen her on there. She is a, an amazing activator in the prophetic, and she's someone who just does a lot around here. So go ahead and just say hi to the people. We'll make hey, sure. everyone. Hello. Hi. This is Jimmy Borrego. He's a leader of our pastoral company. Say hi. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hi. This is Scott Smiley. You can say hi to them in the comments. He's the leader of our teaching company. Hello. Hello. And then this is Miss Sandy Holman. She leads our evangelistic company, and she's amazing. Say hi, Sandy. Good morning. And we'll start with you, Sandy, just because you have the mic. Uh, we're going to ask a few <laughs> questions, uh, and we just want to just be honest and real and vulnerable. And I, they had the questions prepared ahead of time, so they're going to probably have some notes or maybe not. I don't know. But, Sandy, what would, you say has, what would you say has been the most challenging part of this temporary change? This is a big change it is. that we're going through. The, the world has changed. Our, the way we do – what we're doing right now is different. This room is usually packed full of beautiful – ones and now we're just in this empty space you know but you as a in your personal life what have you seen is the most challenging part of this temporary change at home i'm blessed to have two people in my home so i have people to love on and to touch and to hug um my husband at least and um but i miss everybody i miss all of you i miss touching you i miss hugging you um but then like, I always look for a solution. When there's something going on, I'm like, God, where are you in this? Like, what do you want to do about this? So for me, the solution has been I've been going on walks and I've been loving on people and I've been intentional to look in their eyeballs and speak life and hope. And if God gives me a prophetic word, I've run after people to, um, <laughs> to give them a word. 
Um, Six feet away, but running after them. Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> yeah. A woman stopped and her hands just flew up in the air. And then we just had church like in the middle of the street. Come on. Yeah. Come uh, on. So, but I, I, I miss everybody. I miss touching and hugging all of you. Yeah, you, um, you, you know, physical touch is a big part of your life. And it's a it love is. language of yours. Anybody yeah. out there have physical touch is a love language. That's okay. That's good. <laughs> You're not alone. Yeah. Sandy feels it too. It's just, it's a part yeah. of the challenge for sure. Let's it just is. keep the same question going. Scott, how about you answer next? What do you think has been the most challenging part? And we're not, we're not trying to be hyper-spiritual. Like this can be simple, but, uh, and it can be any type of, any realm of it. Cause this is, this is hitting people in different ways all over yeah, the, for, the world. For me, it's been really trying to go, I, I like to look at, at data, at facts and try to, to process and go, what, how do we make decisions both for me personally and my family, as well as for the church. And the, the biggest challenge has been getting good data that doesn't feel spun one way or another and, and not having um, agendas that, that are getting pushed through this. And so there's just been a lot of like, God, I need wisdom in uh, processing this because I find for me, I am trying to measure what is driven by fear and what is driven by uh, the facts, uh, observation, things that I can manage. And so... It's a great point because there are a lot of voices, a lot of opinions. I went on Facebook Live last week to just let everyone know that they have a bias. I let everyone know you have a bias. Everyone has a bias. And so trying to find that fact-based, you know, okay, measured, sustainable. Like what are we doing based on what is the data? You said it. It's hard. Yeah. That is a major challenge. And, and for me, I've, it's, it's actually kind of been confirming, like in 1 Corinthians 8, Paul talks about like when you have uh, one that has uh, like meat offered to idols and yeah. that's, it, they're troubled by it and some that are like, it doesn't bother me. I don't believe that they're real right. and I can eat it. And it was just, that was like the scriptural hook for me that was um, people can have different opinions in Come the on. body of Christ. Come on. And you're not wrong. Like the people that were like troubled by meat that had been offered to idols, they weren't wrong in abstaining from it. Right. And those that were like, I'm not, that, that doesn't, I, I've looked at that and that doesn't affect how I treat the food. Um, they're okay. And I yeah. think that there's a part where we're, wherever our bias comes from and wherever we kind of land, yeah. uh, that we assume that that's for everyone. Right. And it's, it, it's going, if you, you know, in this situation, if you're immunocompromised, yeah. your, your view and your lens and, and what is right for you is very, very different than someone that feels like they're much healthier and can manage this. Right. And so trying to go, you know, they're, maybe they're looking at the economic analysis sure. and, and it's okay to, to go, I respect you. And the, the whole core values of honoring everyone and assigning value yeah. in the diversity of thought has been like and watching us do that poorly online yeah, yeah, yeah. has been really hard yeah that's a major challenge for sure thank you scott for those I, you just reminded me of uh romans 14 it says at the end of there at the end of the chapter it says whatever does not proceed from faith is sin so for me as a kingdom person as believers like if you can't rebuke from faith if you can't take that stand from faith if you can't say you're wrong from like from a place of faith not fear you know just because you know Having the different perspectives is so important. So I love it. That, and that's a great comparison, First Corinthians 8. Thank you for those thoughts. Jimmy, what do you think, man? What's been the most challenging part for you in this whole thing? 
most challenging part of this, uh, the growth. This growth. <laughs> this growth. <laughs> I miss my barber. Renzo, if you're watching. Renz! I love you. What up? Uh, no, seriously. Um, you know, the boredom, man, the boredom. Last night, the boredom really got to me. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, what, what do you do? What do you do with all this time? And then, just being honest here, the realization of so many things that I've said in my life that if I had more time, I could accomplish mm. this. If I had more time, I would read more books. I would exercise more. I would learn to play the guitar. I got time. And I've exercised a little bit uh, to combat some of the growth. Yeah, out of necessity. Uh, yes. But, you know, really looking at it now and saying, okay, once this is done, the time wasn't the problem. Right. So what is it that wow. is really uh, stunting your growth? So. Yeah. Great point. Thank you. I think a lot of people can relate to that as far as um, missing their barber. You know, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I'm not one of those people. So whatever does not proceed from faith, right? I mean, I'm just, I don't care about those things, but you might. Anyway, beautiful. I love it. Thank you, Jimmy. Finally, Tracy, same question. What do you think has been the most, you know, challenging part? And like I said, it doesn't even have to be super spiritual. Like, thank you, Jimmy, for being the boredom. I mean, that's a, that's a big deal, you know? So what do you think, Tracy? Well, for me, the most challenging thing has been the, um, just the, the level of anxiety I didn't expect to experience and insecurities mm. that just kind of bubbled up. And God's really been maturing me and ministering to me and challenging me uh, during this time. And I honestly really wasn't expecting that. It just seemed to come out of nowhere. Yeah. But I feel like um, uh, as I've talked to people, many people are experiencing that. Many people did not expect, you know, you say, I don't really struggle with fear. I think on some level, we all get faced with that, and we all get faced with insecurity, yeah. uh, whether we're aware of it or not. Yeah. So I think just being in this time of isolation has made it, like, uh, you know, magnified, like yeah. becoming more aware. Um, and so that's been challenging. And also just... Not having, uh, for me, not having a schedule was challenging. Sure. I mean, that just really kind of took me out because I, f I found myself just, like, sitting around waiting for it to be over. <laughs> like, oh, okay, yeah, just waiting and waiting for it to be over and then realizing that we're going to be like this for a while. Yeah. Um, and so I've had a hard time focusing on tasks because I'm still, you know, working from home and things like that mm -hmm. and helping Faith with her school. And so it's been super, super challenging to focus on uh, the things I, I need to do. I just find myself really not wanting to do them, honestly. Yeah, and I'm so glad you said that because uh, people watching, everyone needs to know that it, if you're feeling anxiety or fear, that's not sin. That's normal. That's normal. It's what you do. It's not feeling it that makes it a sin. It's submitting to it. That makes it a sin. It's allowing fear to tell you how to live your life. It's not if you feel afraid you're in sin, right? Because perfect love costs out fear, you know. We throw these things around very combatively. But I think that it, it to your point, it 
just totally nullifies a lot of people's pain and a lot of people's feeling like they're actually feeling anxiety. So thank you for saying that. And then I also, that, uh, that open ended, like, when is this going to end thing really like messes with me too? Cause when I have an end goal, I'm like, okay, I have four hours. I can, I know what I need to get done before us, but when it's like, I don't know when this is going to be over. It's like, I'm going to do nothing now because I don't have a way to chart my way forward. Yeah. So what are, what are some things, and we'll just bounce this around. Not everyone has to answer every question, but I really wanted to get that first one, uh, everybody answering that. So just raise your hand if you want to answer this next one uh, or if you have uh, something you feel would be helpful. But maybe you, if you would, what has brought you comfort? I mean, you're talking about anxiety. You're talking about uh, being disheveled in your schedule and everything. What has the, brought you comfort? I mean, real comfort. Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Yeah, finding new shows. No, I'm serious. Like, I, I love movies, and it's a great way for me to just kind of tap out, be silly. Amen. Um, watching funny videos. Um, I love watching all, I love looking at all the memes that's going on around on social media. Uh, and, but also my family, just having family time together. Yeah has brought a great level of comfort to me. That's good. Yeah. Uh, anybody else want to answer that? Yeah? Something? Sandy, come on. Okay, I have a fun one um, for me. Um, just yesterday, well, I, I've been spending more time with the Lord, so truly not being hyper-spiritual, but the comforter has really good. brought me comfort come and on. having coffee talk with him. Amen. So when I start, I'm like, so, like, what do you think about this? Like, Come on. What are you thinking? How's your heart feel? Like, what are you, what are you doing kind of thing? And... As I go throughout my day, I've been responding to what he's saying. And he told me to take a bubble bath yesterday. Come on. I hate baths. <laughs> I absolutely hate baths. I, I shower, guys. But I don't like baths. And then Jenny Lee brings me down a unicorn bubble bomb thing. I'm, I'm like, what is this? And how do you use it? But as I um, put it in the tub and just sat there, I thought, oh, I'll bring my books. So I stacked all these things around the tub. They have a, you know, I'll read and I'll listen and whatever. I fell asleep in the tub and I didn't drown. It was good. <laughs> but, um, but it put me into a place of rest that I haven't had in this whole month in a bubble bath. So it was pretty cool that he would use that for me because I hate that, that's but awesome. he used it anyway. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Jimmy, did you have something Something that brought you comfort? Uh, like Tracy, yeah, definitely uh, the ability to veg out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've gotten pretty good at that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It just the little things. I guess this is where you know I have had time to spend with my girls and uh, you know just the family time and even social media. Like for real, if this would have happened before social media, yeah. before yeah, uh, you know we could connect with everybody, even if it is just through memes. Or I love seeing all the different churches. Yeah, uh, and just people. A lot of people finding their voice. So I'm like, it it brings me comfort. Like I just I like seeing. You know, everybody realized, hey, I have something to say, and we have such an easy way to get it out to everybody now. So good. So good. Let's move on to the next question. Maybe, Scott, you can answer this. But how are you adjusting your routine, or, or do you have tips for others who can adjust their routine? Just some practical things about that. Uh, you know, for me, the, the routine element, uh, you know, it takes 66 days is what some have estimated to, to get to a new habit. Mm. So three, like, cycles of 21. Uh, and, and in that I've tried to keep as much of my routine as I can from like the time I get up, trying to maintain an exercise schedule, trying to, to keep as much the same because 
one of the biggest stresses is when you have to think about everything that you're doing. Right. Right. And so if I keep my morning routine, get my coffee or, or run or whatever I'm doing, then that's all autopilot. And it's just like the habit that runs in the background. And so that, for me, helps lower my stress. Wow. And so then it's going, all right, what's different? Well, I had to add, you know, adjust my morning schedule to now work with uh, my first grader on math. Right, right. Right? And so going, you know, there's some of the ways they did counting that was just like totally new. And so it's going, okay. (laughs) I did, apparently it's called mental math. Oh. Or I do straight subtraction, but there's oh. all these other ways of now showing your work. Oh. And so, you know, those going, all right, this is, this is pushing me off my equilibrium. And so going, all right, how can I quickly set a new schedule mm-hmm. where that, this becomes the new normal? And then I don't have to think about it. Right. Because everything that we constantly are going, do I do this? I've got to go here. I've got to do this. And when we start keeping that, like, mental checklist like, I got to, 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 I got to. Then, like, the overwhelm comes. Yeah. And so the more you go, I'm going to write this down. Um, my wife's wonderful at putting schedules together. Our kids all have checklists and <laughs> all these things. And, but what we found is it lowers our stress level yeah. when we know, all right, this is what I have to do. You're saying that actually adjusting your routine in that way has brought you comfort. Yeah. So, yeah, that's amazing. And I, I think... Uh, super important even to think like, okay, I'm not going to work, but I'm going to get up and change my clothes. I'm, I'm not going to be in the clothes I wore the last four days. Like that, little stuff like that I think actually helps. Uh, who is it? There was, there was one author, I'm, and I'm totally blanking on his name, but he goes, the feel of flannel pajamas on the third day just feels of defeat. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> the flannel defeats, yes. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Well, we are um, coming to the end here of our, our time, so we're just going to go one by one. We'll start with Sandy, and I'd like everyone to answer this last question. And um, just what are you grateful for because of this situation? Like, has there been – have you found something to be grateful about because of uh, what's going on? What, what is birth thankfulness and gratitude in your heart because of this situation? Rest. Oh, I've actually rest. learned um, deep rest um, and the value of rest and how to enter into rest, how to stay in rest. Come on. I thought I knew until I found I didn't, and then he showed me. And, um, wow. and through the rest, um, he's maturing me and taking me into this place of response. Yeah. And so everything was birthed from rest for me, and now I'm responding to him in a new way and doing things I would never do, like, I mean, the bubble bath, but I bought sidewalk chalk and did what he told me to do. I bought a bullhorn. Like I'm doing these things, but it all started in rest. And I thought I knew how to rest. I thought I knew what it was. And, um, so I'm so grateful for that. So good. Like a forced Sabbath almost. It is. The church is under a forced Sabbath. It (laughs) is. And I'm finding, um, routine. Uh, I'm finding routine and it's been really fun and it's kept me in, I've had, I've had so much joy throughout this. Yeah. Like, um, it's just something like you don't expect. I found unexpected things in unexpected places, and, and now I expect it. Like, that's it's just, great. It's been really good, yeah. Come on, that's so good. Scott, how about you? What are you most grateful for because of this? You know, I, I'd, I'd have to agree with, uh, with Sandy that rest and seeing the, the benefit of rest, and whenever I've been in a season that's hard, I'm always like, all right, God, I'm ready to be done. Like, I can make it till Friday right. or whatever it is. And then it's like, it never works that way. <laughs> it's always longer and longer. Yeah. And in this season of, of rest, just seeing what's happening like around the world, 
where uh, people are, are finding creative ways to serve. People are finding, you know, we're finding a new voice online. Yeah. We're finding uh, n- new ways to, to look at things. And the busyness that we've distracted ourselves with has, like, dropped. Yeah. And so you, you, you get a, a greater sense of self-reflection in this yeah. and go, what is really important? And so, you know, my, my hope is that as we come out of this, that uh, we evaluate what we put back into the calendar yeah. a little more critically in light of what we're just experiencing. So good. To go, what is, what is the purpose of this? Why right. am I jumping right back into kids' sports and, you know, all these activities and, you know, whatever it is that's been filling your schedule to go, is this really what I need to be doing? And we've got this opportunity. And the one other thing was I was just realizing, you know, uh, we had talked, I think, around the, at the beginning of the year, uh, Bob Jones's prophecy about 20, the 2020s the being year of rest, the, yeah. the uh, decade of rest. Yep, that's right. And, and going, well, uh, I don't think we <laughs> planned it this way. Nope. But it's working out this way. Yeah. So totally. uh, it's been interesting. Interesting, for sure. Jimmy, same question, man. I hope the rest of the decade is a little different yes. style of rest. We're not prophesying a decade <laughs> of this situation, just to be clear. But rest. Um, you know, one of the things is just uh, God's provision. Like, I have felt extremely blessed with so much. Uh, you can see falling apart around you and just, and not necessarily falling apart, but just a drastic life change, a drastic yeah. way that we operate on a daily basis and even the little things, I mean, I found toilet paper quick. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's not I've, a little thing. That's yeah, a big I mean, thing. you know, being able to, you know, be at the grocery store when it's not super crazy and just, yeah. you know, my girls, one thing that I, I said, I said, I want to make sure that uh, they're not scared once. Throughout yeah. this. Like they, they don't ever have, you know, come out of this saying, man, that sucked. I didn't know if we were going to eat. I didn't know if we were going to whatever. Yeah. Like I want them to say, man, this was a fun time with mom and dad. Yeah. So that's what I'm grateful for. I feel like uh, me and Gigi have been able to to keep that up. Provision so, in all yeah. ways, all of it. That's beautiful. So good. Tracy, come on. What have you, what have you been grateful for because of this? I am so super grateful for the opportunity to exercise my faith hmm. in new ways. God has really stretched me to believe him for things that um, we all are believing for. Um, but also just things in my family, things for my region, things for um, TRP and all of you, just really going after it. And and I'm grateful because we only get that opportunity, the side of heaven. We're not going to be exercising our faith in heaven. So this is the time that, that, you know, to do that in. And so I'm, I've, it wasn't an opportunity, obviously. It just was given to me. Yeah. So I don't want to miss. I found myself complaining, mm. and then I realized if I'm doing that, I'm missing the opportunities that God is presenting to me awesome. to partner with him. And so, um, yeah, God's been dealing you know, with my attitude and things like that, but uh, just... I've never turn. had an attitude issue. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I had major attitude in the beginning, and um, yeah. Needed a major attitude adjustment, and so just uh, I went from attitude to opportunity. Come on, um, and I'm grateful for that. And but also just grateful for the opportunity 
um, in relationships, I notice that I'm paying more attention to what's going on in my marriage, wow. what's yeah. going on with Dave, the pulse of the home. Wow. I'm not as distracted, and I'm hoping that um, after COVID that that's something that I will be more intentional about of just really taking that time to um, evaluate those things, be more intentional. Yeah. And I noticed greater connection um, at home, and that's something I've been wanting. So, Amen. That's so good. Uh, we're just going to close it out in just a second here, but I, I'm grateful for actually the fondness that's growing through absence. Like, I see all of you. I see our church online desperate to be together. And for me, I, I, I know it's not the situation we want, but I'm grateful for that longing. I, I've, I'm grateful for the, the real desire everyone has to connect. And I'm grateful for the creative ways people are meeting, meeting that need, that longing to connect. You know, this, this is a creative way. We have different ways popping up all over. So, yeah, we are going to continue to look for those ways. We're going to continue to look for ways to connect with, with the entire church. And just in the comments really quickly, we're going to sign off a minute. Would you just say thank you to our panel and everybody up here? Thank you all for being here. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being a part of this. Yeah, the, the band is clapping in the background. It's like, do we clap? Do we not? What do we do? Anyway. Thank you for listening to this message from The Resting Place Tampa. We exist for the lost to be found, the found to be free, and peace to reign in our city. For more great resources like this, check out TheRestingPlaceTampa.com.